Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. While you and I were locked down in middle of this year the UK's National Crime Agency was carrying out an unprecedented operation. We opened a Pandora's box involving essentially hundreds of crime groups. By the time it was made public in July, Operation Venetic was the biggest crackdown on organised crime in UK history. More than £54 million in cash, 77 firearms, including an AK-47 assault rifle, The story of how Operation Venetic unfolded for officers inside the NCA can now be revealed. What was it like to be an undercover detective working on one of the most high-tech, fast-paced and risky investigations ever carried out in Britain? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, inside the covert operations of the National Crime Agency. So it's a Monday morning, it's grey, overcast and a little bit chilly and we've walked down a side street just right off the River Thames. That's Ross Kempsell, special correspondent for Times Radio. It's, It's a relatively quiet road but really dominating one end of it is a large... A complex of buildings with mirrored windows. Last week, the National Crime Agency let him in to one of their London offices. I have to say it's surrounded by security cameras. I can count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cameras just on one side. He's there to look at an EncroChat phone. These were the encrypted mobile phones that they seized from criminals across the UK as part of that uh, massive investigation, Operation Venetic. If you're a geeky journalist like me and you're interested in things to do with crime, security, home affairs, policing in the UK, then getting to go inside the National Crime Agency is a bit like fulfilling your spooks fantasy. Organised criminals used EncroChat phones to communicate for several years. I'm holding in my right hand a EncroChat phone. Now, 
if I turn it over, I can describe to you what it looks like. It looks like a normal mobile phone, to be honest. And if you turn it on, it opens to a normal set of apps. So there's a normal phone, a normal calendar, uh, normal email and so on. But with this phone, there's a catch. Because none of those normal apps actually work. Because there is an entirely hidden set of secret functions to this device that can be activated in what I have to say is probably the most secret or spy-like thing I've ever done. There's a small circle in the middle of the back cover of the device. And if I swipe my finger across it three times, it should, as a fingerprint scanner, turn into the EncroChat secret mode of the phone. But it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) On this occasion. So I'm clearly not a very competent secret criminal. Ross, with the help of the team at the NCA, who you could hear laughing there, had another go. Now, it looks like it's rebooting. It's operating now in a hidden mode. And so instead of all your usual apps, things like a phone, etc., I've now got a completely unfamiliar set of icons. The, the number one option is EncroChat itself, a secure messaging platform. So the National Crime Agency's major mission, if you like, in its own words, is to target organised crime across the UK and complex kinds of crimes that might be difficult for local individual forces to to cover. In short, it's basically like the UK's FBI. And what were you doing there? I assume they hadn't hauled you in for questioning again. (laughs) Luckily not this time. And for the record, that has never happened, thankfully. (laughs) Um, just, just, just Just so we're all clear on that. But I've been in conversation with them for some time and I've been really interested in a major operation that they've been running called Operation Venetic. Operation Venetic is an NCA codename. You might have seen some of the footage of police making armed raids on the news. Here's the sound of one of those raids. It is the biggest organised crime operation carried out by UK law enforcement ever in UK history. So there have been more than 740 arrests so far, and that number is increasing, and that's this year. It is the largest in terms of scope of offences in a single operation. Crimes to do with drugs, crimes to do with trafficking, uh, guns, crimes to do with the importation of firearms, crimes to do with money laundering, uh, a whole range of organised crime activities. In the course of this investigation, the National Crime Agency says that it has mitigated more than 200 individual threats to life. At the heart of this story is a technology platform called EncroChat. So EncroChat is the really fascinating part of this story. It's just a a window really into modern organised crime. It was an encrypted network being used by some of the biggest criminal organisations in Europe. They were being run almost as a subscription service for serious and organised criminals, extraordinarily, across borders. So this wasn't something that you could obviously go into a shop and buy over the counter. It was a specialist system that had been created by 
criminal networks themselves. To find out more, Ross has been speaking to a man named Matt Horn. Organised crime operates like a business. He's a deputy director of investigations at the National Crime Agency and was the gold commander on Operation Venetic, so one of the most senior officers working on the operation. It's a very violent and ruthless business, but the individuals that carry it out are, by definition, organised, determined. I'm talking about people that are involved in the importation of large amounts of Class A drugs or firearms into the UK, and the distribution and sale of those drugs, and the use of those weapons, and all the associated money laundering. They've got a lot to lose. The NCA started to see the emergence of EncroChat phones from around 2016. And really, over the years, our knowledge of that increased so that by sort of 2018, 2019, we were were concerned about this. As early as 2019, we were talking about this because we were seeing it heavily on, on our NCA operations. And certainly by 2020, where the, 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 turn of, the turn of the year, we were really seeing that this was the market-leading, criminally dedicated, secure communications platform of choice in the UK being used by organised criminals operating in the drugs and firearms uh, business. And when you say it emerged operationally, is this something where things come up on other unrelated operations or investigations and officers then think, how did they know this or how are they doing this or they must have been communicating somehow and we haven't been able to see them? I mean, do you piece it together or is it sometimes, I don't know, you've arrested somebody and they cough to the fact that Anchorage Chat exists? Both from the arrests we're making and also from our intelligence gathering and, and analysis, we could see this was a, an increasing problem. But yes, the scale of it was major. It was unprecedented. And from my own personal perspective, this is the single largest uh, and most complex and challenging operation that I've personally been involved in in my career in law enforcement since 2006. I've been working exclusively on serious and organised crime at the national level. And and this is, without doubt, a, a significant operation which really required all of UK law enforcement to come together. And since the early April up until now, we've seized 57 million in in hard cash. And that has often been in large lumps of money, 200, 300, quarter of a million, half a million. In some locations, we've found up to three million pounds in cash and cash cash counting machines in locations that were clearly being used as a clearinghouse to um, to launder the funds from, from from drug dealing. And, and, and firearms trafficking. So that's the level of the level of profits that, that we're talking about. And that's the, the type of criminality that, that, that we've been dealing with. Now, this all went horribly wrong for them when the police managed to get hold of one of these handsets. Do we know how they managed to do that? So the actual handsets that the police have got, they've been seized from criminals after they've been arrested. So they were able to penetrate the network through a kind of technological means, it became the case this year that the police in the UK were able to read almost in real time those messages, which gave them a really unprecedented level of intelligence about organised criminal operations in the UK. Which is when Operation Venetic moved up a gear, as detectives worked to link the encrypted evidence intercepted from EncroChat 
to individual suspects. It was incredibly fast-paced. Peter Stevens is a branch commander at the NCA. Ross spoke to him about what running the covert operation was actually like. I was um, shocked at the amount of intelligence we were getting, the, the, the level and the detail of the intelligence. Peter has about 70 staff under his command. Almost all worked on Operation Venetic. Uh, and also I was shocked by the amount of firearms, in particular one of them, the crime group involved in, uh, and the, the ease of they were attaining the firearms and then selling them on. That was, that was quite, quite shocking. So it, it meant that we had to take action quickly and decisively, which is what we did. But it was also a really, really exciting period for us because I've not known for us to have such a rich vein of intelligence in my 20 years. It is once in a generational uh, opportunity and, and, we, and we grasped that. And my staff knew that as well. So in terms of asking my staff to work long hours, to work away from home, all in the midst of a pandemic, when we've got other issues and, and, and concerns, it was, it, was, it was quite an easy ask of them, and they all stepped up. What is the kind of intelligence that you're seeing that is shocking? For one of my jobs, which involved firearms and a threat to life, the turnaround was days, if not hours, to receive that intelligence. And because it was so accurate and so detailed, what was shocking was the fact that the crime group was happily selling firearms to whoever wanted to buy them, happy to send photographs of the firearms and the ammunition. Uh, and the way that they discussed causing harm to other individuals was, again, very, very explicit and, and, and quite shocking, which meant that we had to take action. We had to take action quickly to, to mitigate that, that risk. And I'm immensely proud of my team for doing that. The difficulties of working during uh, the, the pandemic and the lockdown were, were really, really uh, complex. But also I was putting them into harm's way because I knew that the, the crime group we were combating were involved in uh, the sale of firearms and the sale of ammunition. So I'm asking my officers to conduct covert surveillance against individuals who are potentially armed and dangerous. Here's Matt Horn again, explaining the threat of violence. As well as committing crimes uh, against the wider communities, they actually also constantly and consistently rip each other off, steal from each other undercut each other and try and take a slice. Organised criminals were certainly intending to carry out serious violence against others. That could have been in included kidnappings, serious violence, torture, the use of firearms. We've had the use of um, hand grenades being discussed to carry out attacks, acid, knives. You might think hand grenades sound a bit extreme, but according to Peter Stevens, they're not unprecedented. Why would an organised criminal want a grenade? It's to cause harm to other crime groups and to do it in a spectacular manner. There's been some grenade attacks up in the northwest of England and it is about having that real big impact upon another crime group to show that you've got a grenade and that you're not concerned about using it because it's not subtle. That's almost the kind of terrorist approach to organised crime, isn't it? An absolute reckless disregard for safety of anyone because there's no way you can use a grenade safely. 
And when you're sort of you're in the picture, you know the intelligence, you know what criminals are planning, and they don't know that you know that because that they weren't aware at this stage that EncroChat had been uh, compromised from their point of view. How does that feel? I mean, it sounds very high stakes. It does, and that's and that's exactly accurate. We, we've struggled the last decade with encryption on on phones, even on standard phones. Encryption has caused us issues with with, with intelligence gathering. So this was our one opportunity to take action against crime groups that, had, if I'm honest, had, had, their discipline in terms of how they were operating had, had lessened because they felt confident in the security of using EncroChat. So they were freely communicating about their criminal activities, freely sharing photographs, which made our life um, a lot simpler. Still was complicated, still was difficult in terms of resources and, and the risks involved, but it gave us an in that we hadn't had previously. We opened a Pandora's box involving essentially hundreds of crime groups. So it wasn't a, an operation targeting a crime group in a specific area and doing some early morning warrants. This was an operation targeting crime groups across the UK and across Europe. These individuals are based in certain parts of the UK, but their criminality may be in a completely different part. So they may, you know, they may be based say, in the southeast of England, but import drugs into Scotland. Or they may actually be based uh, primarily in Spain, but look to import drugs to their associates in, in, in England. Some of them, if you was to meet them in the street, you would think they were legitimate business people. It's not all fast cars, big houses, media gangsters. It's individuals that would blend into a normal, um, everyday sort of a space. What is an armed surveillance operation like from the, from the point of view of an officer? It is a nerve-wracking time. There's no doubt about it. I've got concerns around the safety of my staff. I've got concerns around the safety of members of the public. And I've got concerns around the safety of, of the subjects we're following. We don't want there to be cause any harm to anyone, but it's difficult to arrest individuals who are armed with firearms. We don't know what's going to happen. Armed officers are highly trained for numerous types of scenarios, but a lot of the factors are, are how the behaviour of a subject We've seen in the past where these sort of armed interventions have, have gone and led to someone being shot. So there's always that real risk in the background. And it's all about planning, preparation, making sure you've got sufficient resources, making sure you've got sufficient contingency plans. And how long might the covert phase last? With the phonetic jobs, the, the start to finish time of them was a lot quicker than our conventional operations because we had such a rich vein of intelligence. Quite often our covert investigations last uh, many months, including sometimes many years, whilst we big up, build up a evidential picture in order to then arrest and prosecute them. With Venetic, that was all on fast forward. We were we were doing things within hours and days uh, and then reacting to, to specific handovers. And also knowing that looking back at the historic Venetic data, we would be able to charge them with previous conspiracies, so con- to conspiracy to supply firearms, or drugs, or conspiracy to um, commit money laundering offences. So that was to, to our advantage as well. And the photographs were great evidence of that. The, the bit that there are two bits that I really love in this operation is kind of from a journalistic perspective. The first is that criminals, for a, for a period at the beginning of the operation, began to notice that there were more and more and more of these raids. So there was this kind of grey zone, wasn't there, between criminals actually realising it must be EncroChat that has been hacked because there's no other way that the police would be able to execute this number of warrants so so quickly. That must have given you a real sense of satisfaction. It did. Uh, and also, it always makes me laugh because the, the crime groups never want to admit to the fact they've got a problem. 
Because if I, go, if I admit to that fact, I have to stop what we're doing. I have to stop trying to get money. And they don't want to do that because that's what they're all about. It's all about the money. Uh, they're not going to suddenly stop being an organised criminal and start working for Marks and Spencers. So they all constantly find a way of making excuses to why something's gone wrong. And that's why, again, at the outset of, of Venetic, they, they didn't want to believe that it was an issue with the EncroChat phone. They just felt they had some bad luck. And then when it was compromised, that's when the, it struck them that they were in trouble. And there's a number of criminals that are probably worried still now, waiting for that knock on the door. And is there a sort of balance to be struck between letting criminals operate to build up the evidential picture and then striking, or in this case, probably striking much sooner and, and arresting much sooner than, than, than on standard operations? Because I guess you had such a sort of river of intelligence flowing in. You, you had a lot of evidence in the bank, if you like. Absolutely. And particularly the ones where there was high risk around firearms, threats to life. The longer we built up an intel picture, the, the higher the risk. But with the phonetic data, we had that banked. So we could we could interdict arrest earlier. A lot of people were arrested early so that we could actually seize the Enco chat phones off them for, for attribution purposes. So if they were caught with, with an actual Enco chat phone on them, that would be evidentially a lot better than, say, arresting them and, and not, not recovering that. So yes, in essence, we did we did look to arrest a lot quicker than we would do normally. So on a, on a non-venetic investigation, we 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 could uh, be following someone using covert surveillance, covert tactics for many months, maybe even many years, in order to get the evidence to to then to prosecute them. But that's got to be balanced around the offences under investigation, how important the individual is in terms of those offences, because it is expensive. Surveillance is really expensive. And we have got a de- massive demand across the country for our surveillance resources. And in terms of using informants and undercover officers, again, it is a limited pool. And it does take time. It's not, it's not again, like the, the movies where uh, someone is introduced in a, in a bar and then the next day they're, they're helping them commit criminality. That type of infiltration takes many months, which is why Venetic was so successful, because we didn't need to use some of those covert tactics because... We had a lot of the intelligence, the clear intelligence picture from the outset. And what does it actually feel like to be on a covert operation? It's 96% boredom for 4% excitement. But you get a, a massive feeling of satisfaction, pleasure when you're able to follow a criminal and gather evidence of their criminality. It's that moment you know you've got them and, and then leads to the day of action when you then arrest them and you see how ashen-faced they are how resigned to the fact that they've been caught. They know that when we knock on the door, they're in a lot of trouble. It is hard work. It's long hours, and that's why it's expensive. It's not like the, the, the TV where you've got a couple of cars following someone. It, it takes a lot of resources to, to enable us to, to remain covert. The pressure of uh, live operations and knowing that something might go wrong, obviously it's what you do, but is it something that takes a toll on your personal life very good question and it is pressurized it is stressful the last six months have been some of the busiest that i've encountered in my 20 years service how do we deal with that pressure we stick to basics we make sure our planning preparation is sound we make sure we've got sufficient resources to meet the demand and we don't cut corners but there's always that element of risk there's always the, the possibility that something will go wrong and touch wood that hasn't happened but there's, it's always on the back of your mind. I, I, I carry that responsibility. I ask my officers to put themselves in harm's way. But I also ask them to work long hours and, and to conduct surveillance and drive many miles, at, often at high speed, 
that puts them at risk. So it's it's something you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. There's no doubt about it. It is difficult. We do respond 24-7. So yeah, that is a, a complex issue to deal with. So far, the results of Operation Venetic are pretty astounding in scale. The National Crime Agency says has seized more than £54 million in cash from criminals, 77 firearms, including an AK-47 assault rifle, submachine guns, handguns, four grenades, uh, more than 1,800 rounds of ammunition. They say more than two tonnes of Class A and Class B drugs, 28 million pills, a so-called street Valium, from an illicit laboratory that was uh, discovered through an EncroChat interception, 55 high-value cars, 73 luxury watches. EncroChat, as a platform, had more than 60,000 users worldwide and 10,000 users in the UK. And its sole use was for coordinating and planning criminal activity. To enjoy more remarkable stories every day, subscribe to The Times and The Sunday Times today and get one month free. Search thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Ross, what was it like getting access to this operation? I mean, was it a bit like being in your own crime drama? Well, the fascinating thing about this is that journalists, a little bit like the organised criminals, journalists knew that something was up because there were large numbers of raids and operations that were going on to crack down on organised crime in the UK, which were kind of unexplained. So there was, throughout that period, a sort of unexplained picture about how the police were able to access this information. And it was the case that some reporters were picking up whispers that there had been some kind of development, some kind of technological development, which had enabled the police to be able to do this. And obviously, you then start theorising about what that might be. Is it like a crime drama? I mean, policing is so different when you cover it as a journalist. And uh, the whole world of home affairs is so different to how it appears on TV dramas. Really? In what way? Well, usually, you know, the, the, the standard thing is when you condense a police investigation into an hour or you condense 
you know, whatever it is, uh, a particular drama around, I don't know, security, terrorism, whatever it is, into an hour's TV programming, you don't get a sense of the complexity of these kind of issues and problems. So something like trying to achieve the NCA's aims, which they state is reducing organised crime, is a hugely complex policy problem and practical problem uh, that may have all sorts of unintended consequences. And every time you act in that system, you might be causing unexpected consequences somewhere else. Obviously, one of the key elements of that is budget and budgetary constraints. So the more you spend on fighting one type of crime versus another might be a really political question and it might have operational impacts. So you don't get to cover any of the kind of policy detail, the kind of complexity that's behind these kind of questions in the TV presentation. And is that a problem for, for the NCA, the funding? Yeah, so so the National Crime Agency and other law enforcement agencies always ask for more money because their work is by by definition expensive. And, you know, for example, police officers, police pay, police overtime pay, the use of kind of advanced technology to be able to access these kind of secret communications networks, the 24-7 kind of facilities that you need and the specialist capabilities cost a huge amount of money. And the, the price of that is always rising. It's, it's often increasing inexorably. So they are always in need of more funding. Organised crime has kind of been in this kind of unspoken competition with counter-terrorism is a very short and slightly blunt uh, way of putting it. Clearly, the, the priority of politicians and the priority of police leaders has often quite rightly and very obviously been around high-profile counter-terrorism operations, that kind of policing, rather than policing which is more focused towards organised crime. But the barrier between those two kinds of criminality is not always as clear as it seems. Uh, Criminality can be uh, very multifarious and multiplicitous in the way that it operates. And the argument that the agencies always make is that even though it costs money, ultimately their operations save more money than they cost. And that's because the the cost to territorial policing is made higher if organised criminals are able to operate at the top level without being intercepted. Despite this, Peter Stevens says it can be difficult to measure the impact of these kind of operations on paper, with the results only becoming clearer on the ground. Stopping the importation of 250 kilos of, of, of cocaine at a port, how does that impact upon a local neighbourhood? And it is difficult to measure that, but with county lines, street dealing, etc., those drugs come from the organised criminals bringing in 250 kilos. So stopping that makes it more difficult for the street-level dealers who are causing harm to our communities to operate. And with Venetic, the impact it has is in terms of taking the firearms out of the hands of organised criminals who would be using it on our streets and our communities. Even though this is a massively impressive operation, criminals adapt and they'll be coming back in a different form next time. So when you put the cuffs on in one operation, do you ever get a sense of, this is great, but, you know, there's more of this. There's an endless, almost an endless tide of this criminality to fight. Yes, it is. It is. There will always be serious organised criminals. These these guys choose this career path. They've spent their lives involved in crime. They've worked up from low-level crime to mid-level crime to top-level crime. And they will continue to do it no matter what we do. So the best way to deal with them is to look to disrupt them, to arrest them and to imprison them and to take away their assets and to keep doing that, which is why we, we quite often, and we found it with Venetic, 
we arresting the same individuals who probably arrested 15 years ago because they're still, they're still involved. But Venetic has had an impact and the future work we'll look to do around covert comms, etc., will have a, a, a similar sort of impact. But it, it, is, it's, it, it keeps me in a job. <laughs> the fact that there are there are a number of organised cr- criminals out there. From my experience, organised cr- criminals are paranoid. They're forever thinking they're being followed by us. They're worried about meeting new individuals as part of their criminal activity in case that person's a, an informant or an undercover police officer. So Venetic has made them more paranoid and that will make our life a lot easier in the future. been listening to Stories of Our Times with me, Manveen Rana, and my guest, special correspondent for Times Radio, Ross Kempsel. You can hear more of Ross's work by tuning in to Times Radio. The producer today was Leona Hamid. The executive producer is Poppy Damon, and sound design was by Falcon Kisseltuk. If you can, please do leave us a review. It helps people to find the podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or on the Times Radio app, along with all the other podcasts from the Times. To download the app, search for Times Radio in the App Store. See you soon. Subscribe today and get one month free at thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.